Donald Trump found a way to petition for Secret Service cover a year before the election because he knew that somebody rolling up in 10 cars and outriders and everything else looks like the president. And the person who's waiting in a queue with everyone else doesn't look like the president. It's as simple as that. Um, and so he is cunning. While no, while no great genius, he is cunning and he is slippery. Has our political framework changed? You can't go back now. The public has changed. Politics has changed. It's called The Accidental President and it's currently streaming over on Amazon. It's by British filmmaker and journalist um, James Fletcher. James has gone on this mission for answers on how the hell Donald Trump became President of the United States. I'm Max and this is Flip Your Wig. I hope you lot are all really good. Um, I can't wait to share this week's chat. It's gripping, it's entertaining, shocking. Also, a reminder to never ever underestimate a crazy man or woman with an appetite for power and fame. Not only can it happen in America, but in theory it can happen in any democracy um, if someone's prepared to, to play, play the game the way Donald Trump did. James's documentary explores how Trump had an upper hand with his first-hand knowledge on how to manipulate and in some ways control the media and people with a narrative that attracted more attention than the Clinton campaign, resulting in votes. It's very easy, and in my opinion, lazy to say Donald Trump's stupid. I mean, people say this about George W. Bush, but anyone who becomes the most powerful person on the planet probably isn't stupid. We also talk about how much the American media, especially TV news, contributed to that success. They quickly saw that whenever Donald Trump came on the screen, everyone tuned in and stayed tuned in, whereas when his opponents appeared, they were like, nah, forget it. I asked James what lessons we can learn from this incredibly unbelievable time and he touches on the importance of truly listening to what people feel, need and want. My approach is different, which is I want you to tell me why you think the way you do about the subject. Even if I don't agree with you, I want to understand. Quick reminder, this podcast is all about talking to amazing creative people in film, TV, music, entertainment, doing it their way. Tons of awesome guests that we've had on already. Uh, Please do subscribe and catch up on the incredible chats that you have missed okay guys get comfy grab a tea coffee drink whatever you like um, it's episode seven time here is my chat with james fletcher the man behind the accidental president he just said whatever came to his mind crude oh, hypocritical dishonest that's already baked into your understanding of who he is you're actually currently in the u.s and i don't know if it's worse for you are you in new york city i am i, I am indeed <laughs> Is it as bad as it is for us out here in London at the moment with lockdown? I mean, it's very similar. I mean, in fact, honestly, in March, everything shut down. So cinemas shut down, restaurants are sort of limping back to life. But 1,700 restaurants have closed for life. Gone. Bang. So um, it's New York is and it's graffiti everywhere. I, I, I mean, no one wants to be competitive, but I do... New York is just in a bad, bad way. It really is. A lot of people just disappeared when it, when it, ha- when it, when it struck. Wow. And how have you yeah. kept your spirits up? Because I feel like here, for example, um, it's kind of weird to go. We, I haven't been in central London for such a long time. And Oxford Street, Shaftesbury Avenue, it used to just be like every week. And I think now we're coming out of lockdown in June. A lot of us are feeling a little bit anxious. We're excited, but we're a little bit anxious. Um, for you and the family, how have you adapted and how have you kept your spirits up? Uh, well, uh, my thing is just, I mean, obviously I work from home anyway, so it's not like I've left an office full of, full of friends behind. So that, that's where I am lucky in that sense. But, um, you know, I go out, I walk every day, I do errands every day. You know, I, I, I just make a point of doing stuff. And I, I think 
it, it is easy and it's certainly in the darker months to sit in the house all day and think god i haven't literally left the building all day so then i made a habit of every day before breakfast walking two miles which is how the day starts and then i'll take it from there good there's something isn't it weird that you start to appreciate simple things like walking and the fresh air it's just like we take these things for granted and now all of a sudden um when we go back into whatever is considered the new normal, I really think, I hope everyone's had a moment of self-reflection and really put right. things into order and doesn't ju- everyone doesn't just go straight back into whatever they were doing before. I agree, totally agree. The accidental president. You've documented a piece of history. This is super interesting. I know a lot of stuff, but to see it in this way broken down, the thing I think Donald Trump did very well is he kept another thing happening and another thing happening. So nobody ever stopped to look at what he was doing. And everyone kept thinking he's a reality star and he's stupid, which he clearly isn't. So congratulations, firstly, for doing this. Thank you. What was your impression of Donald Trump before you went on this journey? Um, well, I was just fascinated uh, at how a game show host had become the most powerful person on the planet. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget? Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. And if that doesn't deserve some kind of investigation, I honestly don't know what does. So um, then I set about thinking, well, what did he do? What were his skills? What was his luck? How, how did he succeed where Clinton failed? How did this woman who was ready to lead, who spent her entire life in public service, manage to blow what most people, as you remember, thought was going to be an easy run to the presidency? So I set about with a blank piece of paper trying to work out what this was and I then went finding interviewees to try and help me answer these questions. Donald Trump has been saying that he will run for president as a Republican, which is surprising since I just assumed he was running as a joke. There was just no serious thought given to him as a, as a candidate. It's obvious that the Republicans think Trump's going to lose. Well, I can imagine it in a Saturday night skit. Utterly unqualified. He's an embarrassment to this country. Hillary belongs in the White House. Trump belongs on my show. Wow, that was Jerry Springer um, in The Accidental President, which is a brand new documentary that I highly recommend you lot check it out. It's by my guest today, James Fletcher. We also heard Robert De Niro, um, Barack Obama, just various people just talking about how much they just didn't think this man would win or had a chance of winning. Um, And this was before it all happened. So James, um, when did you start this journey the actual documentary when did the process begin so i started in early 2018 um there was a lot of filming and traveling to to get those interviews done the thing that took 
much longer than we had ever planned was the post-production because by now there was a pandemic. Uh, so the whole crew that worked on the post-production, the composer, the uh, motion graphics guy, um, the color department, the sound designers, all of, the, all of those people and of course the editor were remote. And these are things that you normally spend a lot of time with other people, you know, bouncing ideas. And what do you think of this? No, let's try that. And so things that would be done in, you know, seconds and minutes had to be packaged up and sent down as a finished thing at the end of the day. And then if you didn't like it, you'd say, oh, really sorry, we've wasted a day. We've got to go back. So it dragged it out. But thank God for the Internet and because it, it allowed us to finish the film. I know you were interested in the subject and obviously I can see why you would want to make it. But was there a clear narrative? Was there a clear good guy, bad guy? What am I trying to do here? But because I know of your background, obviously you've worked with people out here as well um, during um, elections and things like that. Were you very aware about being impartial or did you want to prove something? Oh, no, no. I I absolutely wanted to be impartial. Yeah. I had obviously hunches and guesses of my own, but I didn't, I didn't allow that to, to come to the forefront until I, I hope not at all, uh, because I wanted those people to speak and I wanted to do a balance piece that would mean whether you love Trump or hate Trump, you could learn something about that election. And yet all day, every day, there's, there's the airwaves are crammed with, with things that are anti-Trump, um, you know, or massively pro-Trump. And that's boring to me. I think what's really important is to stress test all these opinions to try and work out what happened. That's, that's as you said, it is a historical document and good history requires that, that balance and that, frankly, uh, mode of inquiry. Yeah, I think you absolutely did that. I mean, I would have been tempted. I can't lie. I would have been tempted to really show the monster he is. But I do think you've balanced it very fairly with the people you've interviewed and the way the story was told. Thank you. Well, you know, as I always joke, Trump, Trump's business card said president of the United States for four years. And, and you know, you, if, if you, even if you really, really can't stand him, I think the problem was a lot of people spent too much time laughing at him. And instead of uh, instead of really challenging him, and I imagine in many cases not voting, go, bothering to go and vote because they thought it was so in the bag for Hillary Clinton. Um, so, you know, there are all little subsets of people who were to blame or who were, uh, in, in a sense, responsible for his victory. Um, I think it, it behoves all of us to learn these lessons and think as, as objectively uh, and as rationally as possible, because not only can it happen in America, but in theory it can happen in any democracy um, if someone's prepared to, to play play the game the way Donald Trump did. Well, people say that he got a billion dollars in free media in the primary, but a lot of that was negative. A lot of that was would have been considered not a campaign ad for his campaign, but for his opponent. It's definitely a time that we're all going to remember, right? But the way you made the documentary is based upon facts and accuracy and even the people you picked as your interviewees um, aside from one I know she was very um, she she's somebody who had a role but she did come across a little bit crazy and I do want to talk about her Kellyanne and we'll raise you four or five Clinton accusers <laughs> I did notice that everybody that you picked was was like credible they weren't just ranting and raving. And I think when you make a documentary, people are so aware of like, how do they go about who they're gonna have? Is it just because they have a pecking order and when people say no, they just say, all right, let's just take anyone. For you, was it like, James, was it like really important to get certain people? Because it felt like you got the cream of the crop. Yeah, I mean, we, we obviously wanted to get left and right. We wanted to get people who are interesting and entertaining because there's nothing worse than a bore. Uh, 
we wanted to get people who, as I say, have their thoughts in order. And a great example of that um, is Molly Ball, um, the, the Time magazine journalist who's sitting at her desk, and Frank Luntz is another one. People who have really, and John Avalon, the guy sitting in the bar, people who have really, really thought their positions through. So when you ask them a question and they're not saying, oh, mm, yeah, that's a really interesting question, uh, uh, they just go bang straight into the answers because they're real students at that time and they've really put in the work and the research to, to know exactly what they're talking about. And that's what you want to take away from uh, an interviewee. And, and then of course, you know, it was also had to be entertaining. You know, just, we, we've all got a friend that can tell the joke that for the 50th time and find it as funny as the first time we heard it. And we've got other friends who the minute they start their joke should really stop as quickly as possible. It's in all their best interest because they're just not interesting. And so, you know, a documentary to me, it's like someone explaining something. It has to be, has to draw you in, it has to excite you and hold your attention. Those really are the three main factors. And Americans are always so much more entertaining than British. If you'd made a documentary out here, it would have been so boring. Americans are just so over the top and flamboyant. I just love how they express themselves. I know your other half is American and she's obviously a journalist as well. Did she, was she like your go-to person to be like, what do you think? Did you get her point of view on stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely ask her point of view. To be absolutely honest with you, we don't really spend that much time talking about politics because I'm not one of those people who ever sort of gets into discussions and says, Max, you're wrong. You just don't understand. My approach is different, which is I want you to tell me why you think the way you do about this subject. Even if I don't agree with you, I want to understand what's going on for you to think the following and give you. And that really is the style of interview we did. So even with your friend Kellyanne, I didn't get into that picking a fight and that's why I got the interview because I said I'm not coming around to pick a fight that's done you you do that all day every day on 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 on, on the news um what I'm coming around is to hear your point of view and, and then the audience gets to decide as, as you clearly have how what you think of that and and well it's just body language and stuff isn't it this is the thing there is an appetite for documentaries you have based your documentary around one of the most disruptive people I think the world has seen in the last few years and I think what's interesting in watching the documentary is everybody just labelled him egotistical, one reality star, oh, he's a bit stupid. And that's so naive. And now when, when you look back, you think, actually, he's a very smart cookie and people weren't really paying attention to everything he was doing. And Hillary definitely missed a lot of tricks. You had a few different contingents that were starting to maybe look for a way to coalesce around something to replace President Obama, knowing, knowing that he'd be leaving. I think liberals and conservatives were both looking for someone who would go to political war for the issues that we care about. Obama pushed this country way to the left. Are you going to keep that ground? Or are you going to cede that ground? And to just elect somebody who was going to come in and be kind of a caretaker of the status quo? No way. Nobody wanted that. The first time I came across Donald Trump was in the spin room after the final, one of the final Republican debates in Miami. And he was, you know, six feet away from me. And what struck me was that he was surrounded by 20 Secret Service agents and none of the other candidates had that level of, of protection. And I just assumed, you know, as an outsider, thinking that was just automatic if you had somehow anything to do with the presidential, um, you know, contest, this would, this would be a given to you. But no, Donald Trump found a way to petition for Secret Service cover a year before the election because he knew that somebody rolling up in 10 cars and outriders and everything else looks like the president. And the person who's waiting in a queue with everyone else 
doesn't look like the president. It's as simple as that. Um, and so he is cunning. While no, while no great genius, he is cunning and he is slippery. And he, and and look at the way he used Twitter. Any time one of his opponents was on the air, he'd tweet something provocative, which would admit, immediately shift the interview. Uh, to ask this candidate who'd come on to talk about themselves and their, what they wanted to do, they, the, the candidate, the, his opponent was then forced to say, well, what do you think about this thing Donald Trump's just tweeted? And the whole program pivots to that. So, you know, it's very easy and, in my opinion, lazy to say Donald Trump's stupid. I mean, people say this about George W. Bush, but anyone who becomes the most powerful person on the planet probably isn't stupid. I, I noticed the same with um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, that they had a lot of, like, a lot of younger members of their teams that were hitting up people that really had already built communities that really cared about social change. I don't know if anybody looked at what Trump had done back then and thought, OK, we can't make this mistake again, but... When I, when I look at stuff now, I think, wow, they really um, captured social media in the way Donald did it. But Donald did it in a way that I think everyone thought he was entertaining for a while and just got sucked into following him and seeing what he was doing and not really saying, well, this is actually really damaging what he's doing. It's not just entertainment. But he used it in a negative way, but it worked for him. Don't forget, Obama, uh, you're absolutely right now, Barack Obama has a massive social media following, but when he first ran for president, the iPhone didn't exist. Mm. So, which means Twitter didn't exist, exist, which meant I think Facebook either just did or just didn't exist. I, I think it was just, it came out just before the election. So, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But, but Obama did very well on the internet. He raised a lot of money and he was very effective at, at, at staging big rallies. And we all think that's a Donald Trump trick. Actually, Obama was very effective at assembling communities, as you say, and holding these massive rallies um, but it really wasn't until the Donald Trump arrival that mm. mobile phones were in everyone's pockets. Because if you remember, you know, for a while, it was something people who had a lot of money were able to have a smartphone. There's the, there was that period of time where everyone had Nokia. 
And so this is really the first time where anyone on anyone in America could afford a smartphone. And so that changed everything. And it meant that he could provoke morning, noon and night. And he knew that even people who claimed to hate him were spending a lot of time listening to him and, and complaining about him, which, of course, is exactly what he wanted. And, you, you know, the Andy Warhol line from the past, was, which is it's not the content of your press clippings that matter. It's the it's the weight of them. Mm. And so if you if you hold everyone's attention and you're the person people are talking about morning, noon and night, um, you are in communication terms in a very different position to the others. I mean, if I, if I ask most people to name the other Republican contenders in 2015, they can't. All the news coverage just got sucked up and focused on him because he, he continued to be the most interesting story. You can't even remember what the other candidates were about. But the media is not the one that told all of his competitors uh, not to do interviews. They, did, they were running an old game and an old playbook. Trump, to his credit, understood that new media world. And he took advantage of it. There's no question about it. That led to just a, an unconscionable amount of free media coverage that we could sort of quantify in, in dollars. It would be a really, really high number. But it was interesting because when you were asking all your interviewees who were also were mainly journalists and people that were involved during the election time, you asked them what um, Hillary's slogan was. <laughs> I, don't think, I think one person could say it. And I was like, I was trying to, I was like, I've got to think about this. And I couldn't either. And I was like... What the hell? There's a slight trick question because actually she changed it four times. And in one of the uh, WikiLeaks emails, there was this huge list of other slogans they were considering. But the point is, you know, Obama's yes, we can remain. Yes, we can for the duration of his campaign because he figured out what he was actually trying to communicate. As Trump's remained the same from day one to the to election day, you can't change your slogan in the middle of a campaign. And I want people to think you've really thought everything through. And that was just a just one of, of the Clinton campaign errors. is a clip taken of um, James's brand new documentary. It's called The Accidental President. It's currently streaming on loads of platforms. You can also grab it over on Amazon. Uh, more details in the show notes. Hillary Clinton, the favourite to win the election, but of course Donald Trump won that election. Just shocking and such a surprise. But James, do you know what's really interesting is I read a quote somewhere, and I think it makes perfect sense now, that, and it was something you said. You said something on the lines of, you know, the person that wins a campaign is the person that has the best marketing campaign. It's not really about them and who they really are as people. It's just about that particular time and who... It felt like a sales pitch almost. That's right. I, I've said this many times. An election is a simp essentially a marketing competition that mm -hmm. favours the person who can tell and sell their story the best. And as you know, there's, there's, there's another old quote from the good old days, which is to campaign in poetry and govern in prose. And Trump basically would say things like, I'm going to hire the best people in business to run the economy. And most people sitting at home think, oh, OK, so he's obviously going to get Bill Gates and Elon Musk and, you know, um, Warren Buffett, you know, really, really big names in business. So he's going to do a great job. This is going to go. And that's what people do. They fill the blanks with what they think is a good idea which is, again, it's, it's another Trump technique of carrying people with him by, you know, throwing out a few, a few scraps of an idea, which then people happily chew on and repeat to their friends and end up voting for him. What do we learn from it? 
like I'm sure you've had this debate with numerous people but what's what is the learning in this like and what's the unlearning as well that we've got to do because I know for me being part of the media watching your documentary and even away from just your documentary I think um, America and news and CNN I think the way they report is very different to the way we report here but it is like a soap opera and it is like fight 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 who's going to get the highest rating and la 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 and it's like entertainment news news out there and there is a level of me that feels like well I think media are responsible as well so I'm wondering yeah, I agree. I mean, American news is basically entertainment. Um, you know, the joke about cable news is that it's really an advertising channel interrupted by news. And they go to a lot of effort to tell all the presenters on the channel what, you know, what they should be saying and how they should be saying it and what the words ticking along the bottom of the screen are. And they're very interested in ratings. And again, we cover this in the film where they quickly saw that whenever Donald Trump came on the screen, everyone tuned in and stayed tuned in whereas when his opponents appeared they were like nah forget it so he was therefore revenue and they and it takes you know when you've got shareholders to respond to and you have a cash cow which was donald trump it was very very hard for any network boss to say no we're not having him on the air because they couldn't resist it and they are as guilty in this as 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 anything um so uh and as the film says towards the end you know it was in the newsrooms of the Washington Post and CNN um, that they were most surprised by by the outcome, you know, because they'd enjoyed the ride. And frankly, everybody thought Hillary had it in the ba- bag, which made people lazy. It just, but, you know. I have to say, sorry to interrupt, but I have to say, I think during the, that time, I remember saying to friends, Hillary's got Beyonce and Jay-Z and all these celebrities, but she's not with regular people. And also, I don't believe it. You're, I don't imagine you're sitting at home playing Beyonce or Jay-Z. This doesn't look authentic. It just looks fake. And I think even though she's a smart, I hear, really lovely person, it just didn't make sense the way they were like putting her out with these celebrities. Whereas you would have probably felt more comfortable if she did own the mistakes her husband had made. Like Donald reversed everything. She was almost trying to present like, I'm perfect. I agree. I agree. And I think uh, people see this. People in... in, in, in in electorates of the world over have a very keen sense of politicians just as you do if you're buying something from ebay and somebody turns up at your house for no good reason you can say do you know what i just don't want sorry no i don't want to deal with you i don't want to buy this car i don't want to buy whatever you're selling me i've just got a feeling that i don't like and sorry no mm-hmm. and voters do exactly the same and they are uh, and a lot of people sit in bunkers in in London, in Washington, in in, in other campaigns all over the world, and they snip, they look down their nose at these people, and they do so to their, to their peril, because yeah. voters at the end of the day have an equal vote everywhere, and their instincts are just as as valuable as anyone who thinks they're frightfully clever sitting in a bunker in a in a big city running a campaign, and. The example of that, again, in the film is that sitting in Brooklyn, New York, they thought they'd worked out that Wisconsin, the state of Wisconsin was in the bag. So they didn't bother sending Hillary Clinton there after the after the Democratic convention. And Barack Obama offered three times to fly there in Air Force One, which I didn't put in the film. And they turned him down and said, you know what? Uh, Thanks, Barry. We've got this. Um, Don't worry. It's all, all under control. And they go and lose Wisconsin. And that's unforgivable. As Van Jones says, it was political malpractice of the highest order. Um, And, you know, 
you can't expect to win places you can't be bothered to campaign in. A recording of Donald Trump made more than a decade ago has surfaced. It is lewd, it is vulgar, and we caution you, you won't want young children to hear it. Every single Republican is going to have to answer the question, what did you do the day you saw the tape of this man boasting about grabbing exactly. a woman's pussy? Period. All right. Will you please stop saying that word? My daughter is listening. You know what, Scotty? Don't tell me you're offended when I say pussy, but you're not offended when Donald Trump says Exactly. Wow, one of the big explosive moments in the new documentary, the accidental president all about how Donald Trump got elected. And my guest today is the man behind it, James Fletcher. James, I think it's really educational and really interesting because when people watch this, you have sort of simplified everything in a way that whether you're somebody who's engrossed in politics and knows the ins and outs or, or you don't um i feel like you're going to get something from this and you're going to understand what happened and hopefully learn from it thank you i, I hope i hope so and, and actually you know complex complex questions which you know an election and electorate in the state of america is complex stuff at yeah. one level can still be talked about in a way that isn't all scholastic and, and tedious and 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 i think it's incredibly important that everyone is included in that conversation and it doesn't and i think people should be included as opposed to excluded which is you know a lot of highbrow thinkers like to you know talk in their own way to their little little viewership or readership but actually if you really want to take a nation in a different for the for the better you, you want to inform people. You can't just inform, you know, the, the most clever 1%. You actually have to really try and include everyone. Um, right. and, yeah. and by the way, doing, you don't have to cheapen the conversation or cheapen the debate. You could do it in a way that includes everyone. I, I feel very strongly about that. Me too. And I think you don't have to, like, sometimes you talk, people talk down to the audience. They think the audience is stupid. I'm wondering, firstly, are you prepared? Because at some point, I'm sure if he hasn't, he's going to watch this. I mean, it was released yeah. in America last year. Are you are you on Twitter? He, oh no, he, well, well, he's off Twitter now, isn't he? He's been banned. But um, any concern of any possible comeback you might get on the back of this? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm absolutely not at all because I don't think we've said anything untoward or unfair or inaccurate. Um, and yet people have asked me versions of that question. You know, do you, do you think they could snap away your green card? Well, of course, now they can't. They're not in government. But I, I always felt at the time... And I texted Kellyanne and I said, look, uh, you might not love the title, but I think you'll feel we've been really fair. And um, and I stand by that. And so, you know, Trump won't like the title. 
he'll say he was always wanting to be president. The, the accident is whether or not he started this intending to be president, by the way. Um, my view is that he didn't intend to be president. It was just a bit of fun and it got out of hand. And Kellyanne, sorry, you mentioned Kellyanne. Um, she, what's her position? I did write it down. Um, Kellyanne was a senior advisor for Donald Trump. Um, that's what it says on her bio online at the moment. I know yeah. you gave us some other credit. Kellyanne, um, watching her, she's she's definitely a documentary like gem. Like you get, you really get engrossed. Oh, I'm intrigued. I want to know what she says. She's a woman as well, and she worked for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, the way I sold it to her is I sold it to all interviewees that I wasn't going there to push them around and give them a give them a rough time. That's that happens in other outlets all day long. I wanted people to say what they what they give me their version of events and allow the audience to decide what they what they think. And Kellyanne, let me tell you, is not stupid. She's a lawyer. She's worked on elections. She has this incredible recall of elections from years gone by. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, she's another person that to to anyone's peril would think of her as stupid. I mean, you know, if you ever want. To, to understand her, you know, on YouTube, you'll see endless interviews. And there, there are a few more adept interviewees at dodging the bullet of getting the point in that she wants to convey rather than the challenge from the, the interviewer. I look at the good that was done to help impact people's lives positively. I think that government is messy. I'm happy that I worked for a president uh, who kept the Oval Office door open to many of us. We can go in and express ourselves. I didn't win every policy debate, but I was heard. Her name is Kellyanne Conway. She's one smart lady and she takes no crap. She was chief advisor to Donald Trump when he was president. Um, loads of interviews like that currently on YouTube. She's super entertaining actually to watch um, and slightly scary because her body language is just, I don't trust you. Right, she's also featured in my guest, Jane Fletcher's new documentary, The Accidental President, which is out right now. Um, all about Donald Trump and how he was elected. Um, James, I'm wondering... Do you think he would ever run again? Last week, as I said, oh, you know, he'll probably hint that he's going to, um, you know, he's probably probably hint that uh, he's going to run again, but uh, um, that, but he won't. The guy said to me, don't be an idiot. That's exactly what happened before. So, um, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I wouldn't, I just wouldn't put it past it. I just wouldn't put it past him at all. I really have to say. You have worked with um, our very own Prime Minister before on campaigns, uh, Mr Boris Johnson, who I think at the moment, he's damned if he does, he's damned if he doesn't. Whatever he does, people are going to go in on him, but he's doing what he can do, I guess. We're going through a really tough time. I know you're out there now in New York, but I'm sure you've still kept an eye on what's going on at home. Um, What are your thoughts on Boris and like the stress and pressure he's been put under? I bet you're pleased you weren't there having to advise him through this time. Uh, Yeah, I mean... You started by mentioning the haircut and everything else. Um, I mean, look, Boris has one skill in common with Trump, which is seeking attention and being the person everyone's talking about. You know, the the, the silly haircut is a classic example of that. It's all done for effect, as are all these photo opportunities, dressing up as a builder, dressing up as a doctor to be on the front page of the newspaper. Is that really what the prime minister should be doing in the middle of a pandemic? I not so sure i would be i would be encouraging it uh, i but i have but i have been away and so i don't i don't want to i i just i probably need to say i don't know just by virtue of not being here not because i i'm thinking so many not telling you i think when you're not in the thick of it, it's really important to know that too and say you know i have I, the distance means i can't be as informed as i'd like to be very very well said i <laughs> didn't say anything bad don't worry james total pleasure to talk to you and congratulations yeah, um i hope the doctor's really really big things out here and i hope you get to come home and do some screenings and stuff at some point yeah.
Yeah, I do too. It's so nice to, so nice to chat. James Fletcher, thank you so much for being on the Flippy Wig podcast. His documentary is called The Accidental President. Trust me, you need to watch this. It is super interesting and also will leave you feeling even more informed on how Donald Trump, a reality star, man with loads of money, bit of a character, bit of a joke, became the president of one of the biggest countries in the world. And I feel like anybody that ever wants to lead a country again and goes for an election, you can so learn so much from watching this documentary. If you check out the show notes, there's details on where you can watch the doc because it's in loads of different places, including Amazon. Guys, next week I have another guest for you. And you know what I'm like each and every week. It's somebody completely different, but always somebody that is doing something creatively that I think is interesting, fun, empowering, educating, something good in those areas. So I want to share it with you. Here is a clue on who's joining me next week. And well, Miss Thompson has not received any correspondence from you in quite some time. Or would I have expected her to, my lady? I beg your pardon? That man is not who you believe him to be, Lady Featherington. It is not George, but his brother, Sir Philip. Yep, I have one of the stars from hit show Bridgerton. It's one of the biggest shows on Netflix and I have loved watching it during lockdown. It's just been so fun and just like chill and so much like sex as well. What was going on? Um, One of the stars from Bridgerton will be joining me. I'm not going to tell you who. Um, Make sure you're listening next week, guys. Have an incredible week. Take care.